What's up, everybody? This is Sea Launch Sports. I'm Kennedy Curley. This is Hayden Klinkhammer. We've got a lot more Anthony Davis to talk about today. We're also talking about the Pelicans because everyone seems to be talking about the Lakers. So one of the biggest rumors that we've been hearing about lately, and I didn't, I didn't think too much of it at first because I just figured it was the media making something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Paul and James Harden and their beef. Uh, yeah. Reporter, we've seen that they have gone two months without talking to each other uh, in yeah. the regular season. Yeah. We've also heard that Chris Paul has not requested a trade. And real quick, as our first topic, Hayden, what do you think about these rumors? And do you think that the Rockets are dysfunctional? Do you think that they'll be fine? What do you think? I never thought they were going to be fine, to be honest. The way, the, the, the way their system is, you know, they have guys that can put up great numbers, but in the playoffs, it's so hard to win like that. It's so hard to win. That. I, to me, that's not a winning formula. So even if, you know, they end up keeping Chris Paul and that whole situation gets resolved, um, he's been kind of decreasing in play um, the last couple of years. As he gets older, obviously, um, you know, but also at the same time, I don't know how in the world uh, the Rockets would be able to move him like that. I mean, I'm looking at some of these numbers right now. Just this year, he made $38 million. Next year, he'll make $41 million. And then in 21-22, he has a player option where he can make $44 million at age 36. Um, yeah, it's the second ranked or it's the second biggest cap hit in the entire NBA. Um, so, you know, unless you're like, obviously the Knicks who I've been seeing a lot of people joke about how. If all else fails, the Knicks are going to trade for Chris Paul and get their star. Uh, so, but I just don't see how it would make sense for any team to trade for that large of money with his play not backing it up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris, so my. I I said the other day that I think that the Rockets would be the favorite. This is before Anthony Davis was mm-hmm. was traded to the Lakers. That they would probably be my favorite to win the championship. I will say I didn't know that these rumors were that serious. I just figured it was something that you know the Rockets yeah. maybe they had a, a little brief altercation somewhere well, in the regular season. That's what it sounded like at the end was, oh, at the end of the series against the Warriors, the, you know, Chris Paul and James Harden got into a little bit of an argument. That's, that's yeah. all we really knew at that point. And so I thought the media was making a little, nothing, uh, a little bit of nothing, pretty much. Um, now it sounds like it's actually a lot bigger than it, than it sounded before. And so <laughs> I, uh, I do think they're screwed. And... I'm not even going to make this sound like I'm a genius or anything, but when they traded for Chris Paul and then decided to re-sign him to this contract, mm-hmm. I thought they were 
dumb doing that too. Um, and I wasn't the only one. There were a lot of people around the country who thought that was a stupid contract to give for someone who's going to be 37 by the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's averaging 40, what, $40 million a year over yep. that span. So I think that that was ridiculously dumb. Uh, it had a high ceiling because we saw, obviously, they came one game away from from uh, going to the finals last season. But the floor is what we're seeing right now, which is yeah. they might have a situation that they can't repair and they might not be able to trade the star mm-hmm. that they would need to get rid of. And he's not even that much of a star anymore. So yeah. uh, I think the Rockets are potentially screwed. I wouldn't say they're all the way screwed because you never know. This still could potentially be salvaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that only because if Chris Paul can't get traded, I still don't think they're trading James Harden. Yeah. Two uh, more years uh. left on Chris Paul's contract. They're going to need to work something out. And I think that them both being veterans, they probably would. Yeah. But- oh, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I saw um, Shaq was on first take this morning talking about detention. And, you know, he always talks, he talked about how, him and Kobe always had tension, but they respected each other. So even if there's tension there, I think as long as Chris Paul and James Harden, like you said, as veterans, can come to like a mutual respect type of thing, I don't think there'd be any issue with them playing together. Yeah. Um, but my issue is more with, you know, the team as a whole. Yeah. Um, but... In terms of the whole Chris Paul and James Harden thing, I'm I'm not. I wouldn't be too entirely worried because there's no way they're training James Harden. You're right. I mean, um. So yeah, I I would I wouldn't say that I'd be worried about the Rockets. If, well, hold on. The the Rockets. This is not addressing anything you said, but just the, the they don't have too many first round picks anytime soon right because they traded mm-hmm. didn't they trade some of them for Chris yeah. Paul uh, I'm going to look that up just to make sure but I was thinking maybe if things just absolutely got horrible they could trade Chris Paul and some first round picks for John Wall which is an equally bad contract but at least John Wall can kind of play when he's healthy Yeah, uh, just to get that rock, you know that, that room but I don't know I think that that would probably be that's the only one that really kind of doesn't make sense still, but it makes yeah more, more sense, sense than, than anything that. else that I could think of. So yeah. I, I don't think that that's a locker room for success. I don't think that's a roster for success just yet. Uh, it could be if they work things out, but we'll have to see. Um, one thing I would equate it to, this is my last thing. I was playing 2K earlier. Um, I was telling you this before the show, but I'm in the beginning stages of my career, and my player was playing against Marcus Young. Marcus Young tried to end my career. He was a horrible teammate, but somehow me and Marcus Young made it work. We we and I, I say that he ended up getting me off the team, so that didn't end up working. But while we were on the court together, he passed to me. I passed to him. We we worked together, and so that's what I think the Rockets are going to end up having to do if this all comes down the way that I think it yeah. could come down. Mm-hmm. But ultimately. They need to follow the, the, the mature path of my player, not Marcus Young, my player, and end up – all right, I'm just going to finish. We can move on to the next topic. <laughs> we can move on to the next topic. So next topic, we've got the, uh, the Pelicans. 
the Pelicans have been, uh, they haven't really been talked about as much other than maybe the day after the trade. And now everyone's talking about the Lakers. They're the favorite team to win the championship. You know, all of that. But the Pelicans also got Brandon Ingram. They also got Lonzo Ball. They have the fourth overall pick. And they're rumored to be like, you know, maybe looking at moving that pick. So uh, do you think that the Pelicans have any shot at the playoffs this season? What do you think their playoff chances are? With the team right now? Or yes. Is, uh, with the team right now? Um, if Brandon Ingram can keep making the strides that he made between two seasons ago and the last season and how he grew even over the last season uh, when he had the ball in his hand more, um, then I think – you know, they they maybe have a, a puncher's chance if Zion comes out and, you know, just plays out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, I think the West is still – there are too many teams that are good. You know, there's not, there's not the fantastic, unstoppable team like the Warriors, obviously. But, I mean, even the Warriors with – Steph and Draymond, I'd still take that team over the Pelicans. Um, you have the Blazers, you have the Rockets, you have um, the Nuggets, the Lakers. Um, you know, I I think the Kings. I mean, I I just think um, unless unless a few teams really underachieve and the Pelicans really overachieve. I don't see them making the playoffs, but I could see them being very competitive and very fun to watch. Um, but I don't know if that necessarily would translate to enough wins. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I was thinking about this, and I really want to be able to say that I think the Pelicans will make the playoffs because I do think Zion Williamson will be really special his rookie season. I think that trading Anthony Davis was actually probably a good thing for Zion uh, as far as numbers this season because Zion went from being a better version of Julius Randle to being able to be Zion. Uh, And so I think that that's good for him. I think Brandon Ingram is a solid player for them, although I'm, I'm a little hesitant to jump on his bandwagon just yet because most of his production has been, quite frankly, while they lose. On Los yeah, Angeles, he's never empty production. Yeah, and and it's it's not even a bad thing. Like I think that he's a talented player, but a lot of the the high moments that we've seen through him have not been when they've had winning. I uh, agree. As soon as LeBron came, he kind of faded away a little bit, and then he mm-hmm. came back to life whenever LeBron got injured. Um, <clears throat> you know, and so I am hesitant with. I think Brandon Ingram will will be fine, but I don't think he's going to be putting up these, you know awesome and crazy yeah. you know crazy numbers or anything like that um but i do think he's good like i said drew holiday is a great player lonzo ball is a you know a solid player uh the fourth overall pick it depends on who they get there but if they were to get darius garland kobe white uh someone of that nature i think that they could be a solid team but as you said the warriors are still the you know they're a lesser version of themselves but they're still a potential playoff team you've got the nuggets who i think are going to repeat the blazers you know rockets for all the drama that they're going through, still probably going to come back. Yeah. Uh, Jazz, Thunder, Spurs. The only team yeah. in the playoffs this year that I don't think probably will make it back would be the Clippers. And 
Mm-hmm. That could change if they get Kawhi. So mm-hmm. uh, you you add in the fact that the Lakers are now a contending team. Uh, the Mavs have some room to improve. Oh, the Mavs, and I, yeah. The Kings, as we were talking about before the show uh, earlier today, I just texted you and I was like, Hayden, they have a max contract yeah. space open, which is not to imply that they could get someone like you know Kawhi or anyone like that. They're obviously yeah. not, but they could get someone like Vucevic. Uh, you know, they could get a few players that could contribute well, exactly. to make their exactly. team a lot more whole. Yeah. And yeah. so if they did that, that's a playoff potential team, too. Yeah. And so we're talking about this conference might actually have a few, you know, 45, 46, 47 plus win teams. Mm. And they might even have a few solid teams that just miss out. Yeah. And the Eastern Conference yeah. might be the same as this year where you have 41, you know, 500 teams, mm-hmm. uh, 41, 41. And. So, I think the Pelicans have a shot at the playoffs, but I think that I would give them like a twenty percent chance. Yeah, I think that's the last. They get Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. If they get that Bradley Beal, I might changes, put them. That that changes that changes stuff for me too. But I think as high as I'm willing to go on them right now, uh, with the roster they have right now is probably like 20%, maybe even less. Um, I just think, you know, we just listed all these teams that are either contenders or are supposed to be a lot better next year. And, like, you know, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what year this was, but it was a few years ago. Uh, Phoenix, when they were running the three-point guard lineup and they won, like, 46 games oh. but still missed out on the playoffs. Um, you know, that's honestly, you're right. We could be looking at that, which is weird to say that Phoenix had three, you know, <laughs> solid point guards. That was talking funny. Now. But, um, yeah. Who, who were they? Was that, uh, Dragic? Bledsoe, Isaiah Thomas. Gosh, yeah. that was so funny. That was before Isaiah Thomas was really. Yeah, yeah. Boston, you know, yep. great 20-something points a game, Isaiah Thomas. Although I think that they probably could have made him into that he was really good with the kings too no one talked about him but uh anyway yeah no i agree i agree um yeah this what i wouldn't be surprised if so the, the east is top heavy yeah uh, the east has you know they still have the raptors and even without Kawhi, i think the raptors will still be a solid team yeah um well, with Kawhi, they'll be about the same team as they are probably now because i don't think they're losing too many guys mm-mm. milwaukee is obviously a stacked team and I think if they bring a bunch of their players back they could make the playoffs or they can make the, the championship I should say um, the 76ers if they bring their guys back you know even the Celtics to a degree could be nice to watch next season and, I and almost, a potential I almost want to say they would be better without Kyrie I, I w- I'm not going to go there but I know a lot of people think that and I don't think that that would uh I don't have like an issue with that necessarily, and my only reason with with saying that is because Tatum is not. A, I don't think he's that great of a second or third option. He's a decent I, second option. He, I, I don't think he's a great third option as a number one option, though. I think that he could be a, a guy. I agree. Who makes plays with the ball in his hands, and so by putting him into that Kyrie role, I think that they might actually ease a lot of the tension. Yeah. Um, but after the Celtics, I'm not entirely sure that. The East is really going to be that competitive. You might see some teams that are below 500. You might even see two, uh, you know, at the seven and eight spot. So yep. it'll be interesting. That'll probably 
if that happens, that would probably lead to the conversation of should we just get rid of yeah, yeah, conferences altogether? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it on that conversation. I would I think. Do you have anything else yeah, you want to say? Yeah. Yeah. No. So I would say you know they have the Pelicans have a puncher's chance at mm. best, um, unless they trade for Bradley Beal and don't have to give up too much. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I think, I think that's pretty much it on that. So speaking of that trade to, you know, the wizards for Bradley yeah. Beal this is something I know I was saying for a while and you were saying it too, that if the Lakers couldn't get Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. they should try to get Bradley Beal with that fourth overall pick. Now the Pelicans have that and they're being linked slightly to like there, there have been talks mm. about them trying to get Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, just let's go ahead and talk about that. What are your thoughts on that rumor? And do you um, think it could happen? I definitely think it could happen because, you know, uh, David Griffin is a very um, aggressive GM. Um, I know just from even when his time with the Cavs, um, you know, he made a couple of trades at the trade deadline that turned them from like an average team into, they went to the finals that year. So I definitely think it could happen. Um, I don't necessarily know if I believe the wizards would do that. Um, but if they did and they didn't get, too much in return, I think I would have to change my list of the top five stupidest teams in the NBA um, and definitely put the Wizards on there because, you know, you look at the Pelicans and there's a lot of – now all of a sudden they have a lot of guys that could be franchise guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you're the Wizards and you leave that trade with anything less than – you know, the number four pick and Lonzo and Brandon Ingram, I think you've lost the trade. Um, because Bradley Beal is still only 26. That sounds about right. I think he's 26. Yeah, I think he's 26. So, I mean, that's, that's not even in his prime yet, technically. Um, he's probably approaching it. So, you know... Yeah, You're he's giving 25 up. now. He's going to be 26 next okay, season. So there you go. There you go. Literally 25 years old. Like, I mean, yeah. Um, I think if you're the Wizards, you have to get not, not, you know, obviously not as much as the Pelicans got for AD, but I think it needs to be, you know, two prospects and the number four overall pick. Um, at the, at the minimum. Yeah. I think that if I were the Pelicans, I would absolutely go for it. Mm-hmm. I think I would, if I were the Pelicans, I would like to keep Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that would be probably where they would disagree at, at the moment. But I could think of, they have a lot of assets. And so you could maybe, I'm trying to think if I were the Pelicans, or I mean, I'll ask you, if you were the Pelicans, and the wizard or the 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 sorry, if you were the Wizards and the Pelicans offered you the fourth overall pick, Drew uh-huh. Holiday, 
okay. Lonzo Ball, and then one of those future picks, either from themselves or from the Lakers, would you take that? If it's the Pelicans' future pick, yes. If it's yeah. the Lakers, probably not. Because I'm, yeah, I, I'm just assuming that, you know, at the very least, LeBron and AD, you know, make the playoffs easily. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's going to be a, a low first-round pick. Um, but I don't know. I don't know necessarily, you know, how, how um, drastic the Wizards feel like they have to start their rebuild or um, whatever they're calling it is that they're doing. Um, because they still have John Wall's contract on their, you know, books. So, I mean, that's a lot of money for, for, you know, a guy who even at his best was a good NBA point guard. Um, But he never really reached, I think, the potential that a lot of people thought he could. You know, I think we talked about this. uh, I don't know if it was on air or not, but um, a couple of days ago, how John Wall was supposed to be like the next big thing. Yeah, we Uh, did. Yeah, so, you know, I would say at his best, he was a, you know, top five NBA point guard, um, but definitely not, you know, the next big thing. Um, So at the same time, it's like, what are you doing with the John Wall situation? Because obviously you can't play Lonzo, Drew Holiday, and John Wall at the same time. That's fair. And also, I think that trade probably puts the Pelicans in a weird situation, too, because, yeah, they get Bradley Beal, but they don't have a point guard in that anymore. So they have Bradley Beal, Brandon Ingram, and Zion. Mm -hmm. But the question is, how do you get a point guard? So they might not want to trade Lonzo, but maybe they would be willing willing to trade one of Lonzo or Drew Holiday Mm. um, or one of Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good point. Um, also, <clears throat> if if the Pelicans were feeling you know real aggressive, I could see them you know doing like maybe Alonzo number four, two future picks, and then throw in Josh Hart just to be a sweetener or whatever. Um, and t- to me. If I if you can if you can get Bradley Beal for that that's that's a steal for the Pelicans. Um, I don't like I said I think it just kind of depends how the Wizards feel about where they are right now with Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of the Pelicans, we also have rumors about they're they're honestly a lot of our show today is the Pelicans uh, because they've been rumored a lot with that number four overall pick to be looking at doing a lot of things. One's been with Bradley Beal. Uh, the, uh, there's been talks about them trying to get to that number two pick yeah. in order to get RJ Barrett and put him with Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. There's also been talk about them trying to trade back for the number eight and 10 picks with the, uh, with the, the, the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'll dress, we'll address the first one uh, right now would be, the Pelicans trading up to number two. Do you think that would be wise of them? I don't. I don't. Because if if Memphis is at two, I think there's no way that Memphis is not taking John Morant. 
So, um, and you know, we all know Zion's going one. So, at this point, like, why? Because in me, for me, in order to get to that number two spot, I think they would have to give up something extra as opposed to trading up to number three um, or even just staying at number four. Um, Especially with, um, you know, kind of rumors that uh, the Knicks at number three are all of a sudden looking at Darius Garland. Mm -hmm. So potentially R.J. Barrett could literally fall into the Pelicans' hands without them doing anything. And even if they don't get R.J. Barrett, I think – there are still plenty of ways they could go with that number four pick um, and still come out, you know, with a really deep, a really young team. Um, so for me, it's kind of like, why, why, um, like that's too overkill for me. Um, but I definitely could see them trading back. Um because, you know, they're already getting the one that everyone wants in Zion. So, you know, if you can have that, have Zion and then trade back and have two more picks plus, you know, whatever else is thrown in as a sweetener for that number four pick, um, I think that would be a really smart move by the Pelicans. But, um, yeah, yeah. I um, I don't like the idea of them getting R.J. Barrett that much, to be completely honest with you. And my reason is not necessarily – it's a little bit to do with how much they would give up. I don't know how much they would give up, but I don't think they should have to give anything up. I think they should just stay right where they are. I and agree. I agree with you. I think that if they were able to get someone like Darius Garland or, you know, Kobe White or mm. uh, even if they wanted to reach on Cam Reddish – I don't know. I wouldn't reach on him at number four, but there are plenty of guys who are worthy of that number four overall pick that I think would be more worth getting than trading up to get RJ Barrett. I I think one of my biggest reasons is if we look at the roster for the Pelicans right now, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and then we have a question mark at that center spot. Mm -hmm. And so I... That they can figure that out. I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. But between those four guys, they don't have that much of a sh- they, their shooters aren't that good. And RJ Barrett hasn't yep. shown that he can shoot the ball that well. He has good chemistry with Zion Williamson, but if if we're going to repeat what Duke did just last season with the lack of shooting, yeah, get RJ Barrett on that team, you know. Um, and of course, they can address that through various you know sorts of things. But I think ultimately, right now, you need to get some shooters around Zion. I agree. Uh, I agree. RJ, you know. What's his name? Drew Holiday this season shot 32.5% from three. The season before, he shot about a third. The season before that, he shot a respectable 35.6%, but it hasn't been anything great. Brandon yeah. Ingram can stretch the court a little bit, but otherwise, it's yeah. not a good shooting to, uh, yeah. shooting group. And so I don't think they should do that. I agree with you, though. I think that they should consider trading back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say if they traded back, one of the good candidates in the something that we just mentioned would have been would be the Hawks mm-hmm. um, because you could get someone maybe like Jackson Hayes or um, some sort of center out there that I know you like Jackson Hayes mm. uh, so you could get somebody mm. like that <laughs> and, 
and uh, maybe complete your roster a little bit as far as going down the road a little bit. Yeah, forward. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that trade, do you think? Well, first off, let's, let's get off of the Pelicans for a second. As far as the Hawks, do you think that they should be looking to trade up? I do. I do. Because, um, you know, for me, for me, um, you know, if you're the Hawks and you trade up to that number four, yeah, you're giving up an eight and a ten. But I don't know really if they would necessarily need two more rookies. I mean, their, their roster is – at this point, still very young, um, you know. But their their centerpieces are Trey Young and John Collins. Um, so, like, I don't know if you know going and getting two more rookies. Like, to me, that'd be too like like trying to split the touches a little bit too much. Um, but then you know. Let's say they get up to that number four pick and RJ's there. I like his fit next to Trey Young because obviously, you know, he has the defensive potential at least. Um, or he's, well, the Hawks has traded Tareem Prince like we talked about before. Um, so at the very least, he slides into the three and he's surrounded by two shooters and Trey Young and Kevin Huerta and then John Collins is the rim runner um and if they can get a big guy that can defend the rim I mean I think that team is a lot more set but I also wouldn't be mad with them staying at eight and ten um because then you could you could take a risk on someone for example like Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes and also fill out your roster for the future. Um, so for them, I would be less mad about them trading up than I would be if the Pelicans tried to trade up to number two. Yeah. I think my question about them trading up would be, who are you trading up for? Because I know that I think it would be kind of entertaining to see Cam Reddish on the on the Hawks roster. Uh-huh. I think that it would be entertaining to see maybe someone like Romeo Langford on their roster, who you could you can maybe could get both of those guys at eight, um, or you could probably get at least one of them. My question though is, if you traded up to number four, would you just be doing that to get Cam Reddish, or would you be doing that to to get I don't know Darius Garland? That wouldn't make much sense to me because yeah. you already have Trey Young. Yeah. Kobe White, maybe that could make sense because he could possibly play the shooting guard. Mm-hmm. But Jarrett Culver, I don't know. I, I, To me, Jarrett Culver and DeAndre Hunter aren't the fourth best player in the draft. I, I think agree. That they're about six or seven. And so while that's a little nitpicky, and I'm sure if they like them enough, on, in principle, they could trade up for number four and, and get them. And I think that would make sense from a principle standpoint. But in my personal opinion, I think that Unless they're getting someone like R.J. Barrett, I think that it would make sense for them to just stay right where they are. I agree. I agree. Someone like Romeo Langford. I like Romeo Langford a lot, actually. I agree, uh, too. Cam Reddish, I think, would be a good fit for them. And I think that getting someone like Jackson Hayes, plus one of those two aforementioned guys, um, or was what did I just say? Aforementioned. You know, one of those guys that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. they should um, 
be able to pair one of those guys with someone like Jackson Hayes or someone, you know, even if they wanted, if Bo Bowl turned out to be a good pick. I agree. If they wanted to I take agree. a chance on that. A chance, exactly. There, exactly. there are things that they can do with those eight and 10 picks that I'm a little, I don't know that they'd be able to do that with the number four. So that's my only reason I don't think that they should trade up. Mm. But they're talking about it. Do you think that the Pelicans should do that? If I was the Pelicans, yes, I would do that in, in, in a heartbeat. Um, because, you know, you could, like, like we keep talking about, you know, you take a center, um, like my boy Jackson, um, or if you don't go that route, then you go for, you know, guys that have high ceilings, um, but necessarily didn't produce great in college, like example, Cam Reddish or a Romeo Langford, um, or even someone like, you know, maybe you take a chance on Bull Bull, um, but, yeah, if I was a Pelicans, I would do that pretty much right away. Because, to me, they don't really, like you said, they don't necessarily need RJ. I don't know how he fits on that team unless they were to move either, you know, Drew Holiday or Lonzo, who they just traded for. So, for me, I would do that if I was the Pelicans. But... um I also wouldn't be mad if they sat, you know, and just took, you know, a good fit next to any of those guys. Yeah. I think that um, if the Pelicans traded back, I don't think that's a bad move for them. Uh, my order of priorities for them would be Bradley Beal trade back. Of, of the things that we've mentioned, Bradley Beal trade back. Yeah. And number two. I don't think that they probably should trade for the number two. Yeah, I think that it would make sense to trade back, but I think that the biggest thing that they probably should do I is agree. try to get out of the field. <clears throat> and so, um, but if they stuck with number four, I think that would make sense. At, at the very least, they get depth from that. Yeah, um, and I think that that's a good thing for them. But if they traded back, they could get someone like Jackson Hayes, as, as we mentioned. Um, maybe they could ch- take a chance on Bobo. Think about if Bobo actually ended up being as good or even partially yeah. as good as what people think he could be as him much as Zion. I think he could be yeah. him and Zion. Imagine last year yeah. saying, Oh, Zion Williamson and, and Bo Bo are going to be on the same team in yeah. the pros. Exactly. Like, what? Yeah. So that would be amazing, exactly. but I don't want to hype Bo Bo too, uh, too much just because there's a lot of speculation that he's falling really far. And I hope that he doesn't have, you know, a sad career. I think that mm. he has a lot of potential and I hope that his health works out. But if that's something that checks out with a lot of teams, medical doctors and things like that, I'm just speculating, basically. But 8 and 10, I think that's a, a fine thing for the Pelicans to do. Yeah, yeah. If I were them, like I said, Bradley Beal's number one option. Mm-hmm. And then you could stay or you could trade. I would probably trade if I were them, but I if they stayed, it would still be a good pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if, if they don't get Bradley Beal... I think my order would be, you know, obviously Bradley Beal would be the first option because that's, you know, a star already. Um, then trade back, then stay, and then number two. Yeah. That's no awesome. matter what, I think if you're the Pelicans, please don't trade up for number two. I think that would be, they've taken, you know, good steps forward to build for the future. 
And in doing that, I think it would be redundant. And at the same time, it would take away one of those pieces that they have set up for the future. I don't get why Memphis would do that, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. they obviously, John Morant is someone that they're really interested yeah. in. And what they would get back, I'm not entirely sure, would, would be worth them trading the number two pick in the first place. I agree. So I think that that rumor is a little bit premature, in my opinion. I don't think that it's going to go anywhere. But if it does, I think that Memphis would be justified in being in my top five top exactly. team list. Exactly. Um. <laughs> I was just going to say, then again, we both had Memphis yeah. in yeah. our top so. five stupidest NBA teams. So, yeah. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening uh, to everybody. We will be back, it looks like, on Friday. Yep. And we'll probably have our post-draft analysis coming yep. up then. Oh, and we yeah. also, I think we have a visitor, a guest, right? Yes. Yep. yes. Uh, so be prepared that there might be three people. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know if Ian will be on or not, but if yep. Ian will be on, that could be four, which would be mm-hmm. pretty fun. So uh, stay in tune, you know, stay, stay uh, you know, ready for that. And uh, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter, at Lunch Sports. Uh, until then, until Friday, y'all have a good rest of your week. We'll see you then.